that our few remaining friends give up on trying to save us. I hope we come up with a fail-safe plot to piss off the dumb few that forgave us. I hope the fences we mended fall down beneath their own weight, and I hope we hang on past the last exit. I hope it's already too late, and I hope the junkyard a few blocks from here someday burns down. And I hope the rising black smoke carries me far away And I never come back to this town again In my life I hope I lie And tell everyone you were a good wife And I hope you die I hope we both die Hey everyone, we are back to talking about Moral Oral, and uh, this time we're talking about season two, the midpoint between the goofy comedy about what if Leave It to Beaver was weird, <laughs> and the most devastating psychological drama on TV. So, why don't we get started and say, uh, Andy, Ty, I made it no secret that I love this show, and yeah. I... Uh, I won't be surprising anyone by saying that I absolutely loved this season and thought it was a pretty big step up from the previous one. But um, I'd like to go around and ask you two what you two thought. I don't think that that's an unfair uh, way to categorize it. I definitely think, like, on the whole, I enjoyed it more than the first season. There were moments that were kind of uneven, I'll say, and I'm not going to, like, sugarcoat around that. But, like, the moments that worked really worked, and... This is one of, I think, the better shows in terms of, like, having good little throwaway lines that I've seen in a while. Like... Yeah. What about you, Andy? So, yeah. I mean, I will say this. Uh, I I like this season. I definitely liked it more than season one. Not saying season one was bad. I could definitely feel this was a middle season. Like, it... it, Yeah. uh, Yeah. It's not bad. It's very good. But there are a lot of it, like, especially with how the Christmas special ended last time. It's like... There are a lot of season one episodes in this Mm. season, and I thought we weren't going to get that. I like them. They're fine. Like, you know, the opening segregation episode. But it it is just like, yeah, it is a step forward, but I kind of want another step forward. And uh, hopefully I'll get that from season three. Yeah, this this season, I love it, but you all are correct. I think that this season does have the influence of season one on it more than i remembered basically i believe what happened is is that uh you know each season what would happen is that at the end of season one the person at adult swim uh said hey i love this christmas episode you should make more episodes like this and then when he made season when dino made season two it was like uh where are all like the cum and poop jokes basically yeah (laughs) but then he was like you know, Dino tried, like, okay, maybe I'll make something a little darker for the end of this season than he did. And then the showrunner was like, holy crap, this is, like, some of the best TV I've ever seen. Make season three more like that. And then he started writing season three, and then he, they like he saw season three, and it was so dark that it just got canceled halfway through. But, yeah, there there is sort of, um, I won't pretend that there aren't some, like, weaker episodes in this one. Uh, it, it is inconsistent. We'll talk about some of the... Probably talk about some of like the weaker episodes in the back half, but uh, when when this show is on, which is a lot oh, yeah. of the season, it is fucking yeah. on. No, it rules. the The good yeah. stuff is real. Like 
I, I was saying to Andy before we started, and I don't know if we want to like save this a bit, but the moments where you can see just how badly Oral is hurt by something that someone does to him are like some of oh, yeah. some of the best moments that I've seen on TV. And like the like the and... thing with the the uh what the post duels or whatever what are they called the the family that moves in or the thing with the dog oh yeah or oh uh, god that is a very heartbreaking episode. <laughs> Yeah, those are, like, when they get into, like, they dig into, like, and I think, honestly, the season would have been stronger as a whole had they been able to include more episodes that, like, actually show Oral kind of breaking with the stuff. But, like, when they actually show Mm. him, like, 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 when his religious convictions come up against, like, his moral convictions and it's, like, he is, like, legitimately hurt by them. I think when that happens, they they are 100% on. I I think that, like... They, they nail it every time they do that. Not even with Oral, but, like, there's a lot of moments with, like, side characters where they just get, like, they start to take the stakes of this world very seriously. Like, when you learn about Doey's home life, that right. episode is just crushing because <laughs> you can just see, like, Moral growing up in an abusive home and seeing, like, a different type of abuse and being like, oh, well, uh, this must be great. Your parents must really love you since they don't, like, hit you or anything. Right. And by the way, yeah, why are I, Doey's parents 17? Is that like, <laughs> like, why are they wearing a Letterman jacket and the cheerleader outfit? It's I think they're supposed to be like fresh out of college or something. Oh, or OK. Like, but yeah, isn't he yeah. like, isn't he oral? So like they had him when they were like nine. Like, <laughs> I don't know how the chronology works there, but the point is, is that they yeah. had him when they were way too young to have right. kids. There's uh, the principal's wife, too, where she just gets kind of tossed aside, and I believe she comes back in season three. I, I don't know. You-, you get the sense that they're very, very slowly, even with all the goofy shit that happens this season, starting to take this world more seriously as it goes on, which yeah. culminates in that fantastic ending, but we'll talk about right. that in the second half. Moralton is a much more fucked up place this season. Yes. I, I, well- like, by and large. I don't even know if it's more fucked up. I just think, like, the show is doing, like, the thing that, that you know, dramedy animation does where it's, like, finally grappling with the premises of the show in, like, a more serious way. Yeah. It's, in the first season, this, like, uh, Midwestern town was, you know, it's like a parody of shitty Midwestern towns, basically. And it's still that, <laughs> but, like, you're starting to see, like, what would it actually be like to live in this horrible psychotic town. the curtains are coming down for lack of a better term you know they're, yeah. they're they're like you like there's there's a lot less like shit that you just don't see like that like or like in the background mm. and the first i think the first key difference i guess we should talk about like the differences from season one as a whole but the key difference is that they ditched the whole like formula the first season had that formula where oral learns a lesson and he does it wrong and then What is it? Once he does it wrong, you know, his dad, like, gives him a lesson at the end. There's still some of that here, but they're, like, always kind of putting, like, a little bit of a spin on it. Um, Right. (laughs) There's that great moment where uh, Oro learns a lesson wrong and he ends up beating the shit out of his dad. And and, uh, and then when they go to the study at the end, his dad is just like, nope, nope, not teaching you a lesson. Forget it. Fuck off. Yeah. Which, I mean, he, I mean, yeah, Clay's a piece of shit, but it's one of those things where it's like, 
yeah, like, if you were actually, you know, if you got beat up by your son, you would probably, like, be processing some stuff in the, you know, minutes <laughs> following that. Yeah, no, that is a that is a scene that gets way more satisfying retroactively, too. Oh, God. Um, I don't know if we're going through, like, every character, like we sometimes do for these. Clay is... Yeah, like, like, like five bastard. minutes into the yeah. show, just, like, talking about the show, it's like, we probably should just do a lightning round. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Okay, so... Uh, we've already mentioned Oral, and he still continues to be great. All the all the praises that we made of him still stand about how how he manages to be like insufferably righteous, but like in a way that is very accurate to being a kid. Like they right. they make him sort of the moral center of the show, but they also like you know he's still kind of an annoying kid, and they handled that balance really well. Well, the the see the thing about Oral, is, yeah, I think like that is a good way to put, it, but like he is. He he's like a good kid who is very naive, which is like you know not a super unheard of archetype. But the the thing is like, I feel like this season is predicated on him losing that naivety and or naivete. I don't know what the but but I think that the rate at which he does that is something that the show is kind of ungraceful about. And that is like the only thing oh, that's, definitely. that's the only thing I think that sticks out to me as being like an issue with his character. Mm. Yeah. They kind of like wobble back and forth a little bit. Um, and they, they, they have some episodes where it's, he's just like the goalie kid from the first season. They have a couple where, yeah. like you said earlier, he is like genuinely losing his innocence a bit. And they, they, the season is definitely not as tightly structured as it could have been, and it's definitely not as... I think you can tell that, like, there was a bit of a... They weren't sure how far to go this season sure. until the very end, and that's why the third season's a lot better, since it's a lot more thoughtfully structured. Yeah, I, again, I don't think that this is a bad season of TV or anything. I'm just saying that, like, in retrospect... Especially because, I mean, not, and this is not like an accusation or anything, but like you have hyped this thing up to, you know, hell and back. And I, I think that yes. it's worth like analyzing the things where it's like there are weaknesses to it that yeah. like I think are kind of scrubbed away by nostalgia. But it's like it's helpful to like point out e even even if like they probably could not have done it better in the circumstances, just like what works and what doesn't. Mm. Yeah, like, you know, as for as many great episodes in there, you still got stuff like the evolution episode that just feels like right. not necessarily bad, but kind of like an offshoot of like, eh, I don't really know if this fits the show. Yeah. Like there no. are definitely weaker stuff here. Yeah, there's definitely I definitely agree. But uh we'll talk about those later, but we'll continue with the characters. Um the rest of the Puppington family. I enjoy how uh Blaberta <laughs> is just fully lost it. I Yeah. There's that great opening thing in the beginning where she is just like, just cleaning the shit out of someone else's house to like the point of psychopathy. And the I guess it is kind of like a little bit of a hack joke to make her obsessed with cleaning, but the way the show plays it, they fully lean into it and I think it works. Well, I I don't know if it's a super hack joke cuz like I think a lot of what the show is like trying to point at is like the ways in which the the, you know, stereotypical uh roles in you know a, a staunchly christian household are like very poisonous to the soul and like i don't think it would have felt right to like make her thing like like what else would they do with a housewife like they could have done it about cooking mm. or like maybe child rearing but even like the child rearing thing is like they go in the opposite direction about it to like make a point like i i don't know what they could have done with, with her gimmick or whatever to to get the point that they're trying to make get across you know mm. 
Oral's mom definitely gets some really good moments this season, but I feel like she's in the background. Yeah, lot. she um, I, I w- she, she is, is probably the most underserved of the Puppington family, for sure. Yeah, it's it's made up for because she has a fantastic episode next season. But yeah, it uh, and, and one of my favorite moments of the season is hers. Um, we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, there's Clay uh, for 18 out of. Yeah, he he just sucks for 18 of the 20 episodes. They <laughs> I, they really know how to make him just this completely repulsive piece of shit. But they yeah. actually found a way to make him like funnier this season, I think. Like, the little, like, moments of panic he has. Like, again, when, like, Oral beats the shit out of him, and then he just kind of melts down. It's very funny. There's a lot of moments within it where, like, they cut to him, and he is just dead inside completely that I think are also pretty funny. The thing about Clay is, like, yeah, I think they do humanize him pretty well. Like, I mean, obviously, there is heightening with everything because it's a cartoon, and, like, you know, it's not, like, a one-to-one parallel with, like, what a real person would be. But, like, I feel like maybe out of everyone in the show, Clay is the most human, and that is what makes him such a fucking skin-crawling piece of shit to watch. Because it's, like, this guy, like you know, give or take, like, a couple uh, uh, exaggerations. Like, this guy could exist, and he is... He he would ruin a kid's life. Like, he would ruin a kid's life like he does oral in real life just as easily. And it's so sick to see, like, I've known this guy, and, like, I I despise mm. this guy. Yeah. No, he, yeah. he is... He is one of the most, like, repulsive characters I've ever seen on a TV show. Yeah. yeah. And it, they really do, like... I know I've hyped up this season a lot, but, like, I do understand the complaints, and I do dislike, like, some of the episodes, like the Missing Link ones, but the way they handle Clay this season, particularly to the end of it, is it redeems basically any faults in my eyes. Yeah, no, he is... Clay, like, is just, like, every time you're just like, God damn, I fucking hate this guy. Like, every fucking... He's just, he's so... I, I know we said it in the first episode about this, but he's he's so smug in just, like, a way where it's, like, he is wrong. His worldview, everything about him is wrong. He has let himself be filled with poison, and he's still so smug about it. it it's just... Yes. It is the worst thing. He is the worst thing you can be in this world, which is, like, in, an awful guy who thinks that he is always right. Yes. And has like, power over others. Yeah, and and, you, and uses that, like, moral, or uses that, like, righteous view of himself to justify, like, making people's lives worse. Hmm. So, I guess we should move on to the side characters. Doey actually gets a bit more stuff to do this yeah. season rather than just being Oral's friend. Yeah, uh, we, we touched on the whole, like, his relationship with his parents thing, but, like... Yeah, it, it kind of shows that, like, Doey is someone who does not get a lot of affection in his life and, like, is is searching for... And is, you know, just kind of like a nerdy kid who, like, has not really had a lot of familial love and is trying to, like, seek that out in other places, which kind of makes sense, like, the way that he tags along with Oral, you know? Yeah, no, I, I really like him this season. I think that they uh found interesting places to take his character other than just, like, Oral's foil and the person who just goes, gee, Oral, I don't know about that. They, uh, right. Which he still I, is, I think, largely. I, yeah. But. yeah, yeah, no, he still is, but he at least gets, like, meaningful spotlight, which is definitely an improvement from season one. Yeah. You know who's someone who I felt like was generally, not necessarily worse, but darker this season? Who? Reverend Putty. Uh, uh, I, 
I like him. I like. I think he. Uh... Well, season one, I felt like they were kind of like, yeah, he's not like great at being around, but he's not like a bad guy. Where in this season, I felt like he is like much more of like. Now nah, he's kind of a piece of shit too. Yeah, like, he's not the worst person in the show, but he's like, eh, he's, he's not as like consistently like neutral this season. Yeah, I, I think the direction they took him in in this season is like. I see what they were going for. I do kind of agree that, like, it is more a consequence of, like, being dark for dark's sake than, like, you know, building out a realistic world, which is something that, or, or me, I mean, it is realistic in a way, but it's not, like, there's not much of a through line between the first season and the second season, especially, like, with Putty. Like, I, I do see where you're coming from. I think that, like, the whole, oh, you know, priest who can't get laid was, like, they just kind of took the aspect and ran with it, which, like, made for some, like, entertaining moments. And, like, I don't hate what they did with him, but I don't think there is, like, a through line between this and the first season. Mm. Yeah, I, I've i come to, like, his, both his relationship with his daughter and I his relationship that. with Oro. His relationship with his daughter is one of the sweeter things in the show. Yeah. And uh, they're... There's an episode about the two of them later on also in the third season that's wonderful. And Why don't you just fucking the... marry the third season? <laughs> and um, I don't know. I, there's there's something about him that's... I guess they, they found a way to make him, you know, like Andy said, they make him like a bad person, but they do it in this way that's sad and just kind of miserable that I find interesting. It's not... It's not like Clay, where it's pushed to like outright psychosis. It's just like right. a guy who kind of sucks, and they he's find just an... bi- he... yeah. he's bitter. But I-, I do think, in a way, that is like fundamentally different from the character that they set out making. Mm. Yes, he in season one. I said he's you know you say he's not really Reverend of Joy. Season one, uh, Reverend Putty was basically Reverend of Joy. Yeah. Here, he's like definitely more. He has less of a high ground this season. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I I will say you brought up Stephanie. I still love Stephanie this season. She doesn't Stephanie get a whole rules. lot to do, but and I will say even I think the daughter episode is like for most of it one of her weaker episodes. But I I mean I love like her trying to play along with Oral, like wearing the dress to church and everything. I love like how she kind of mothers him when she sees he's doing that. I just love Stephanie. I Stephanie is someone yeah, who I would rocks. love to like know in real life. Yeah, I just. And I don't know. I just love a bitch with short hair and piercings. Like, is that so wrong? I just want to... Uh, more attention this season. Uh, Figarelli gets a little bit more attention, specifically in the yeah. first episode. He He's not much of a character, admittedly. I just kind of enjoy the... This, he's, uh, he's kind of the, the Italian guy of who's obsessed show. with working. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I just... I enjoy that uh that character type. I feel like that, like Figarelli's kind of a weird character type a little bit, just because like I I don't know I feel like like it feels like they're kind of walking a weird tightrope with him where it's like they kind of want to make him an Italian stereotype, but they're definitely not going like full Italian stereotype. So it's I don't know like I, I don't dislike the character, but I don't think he has like much of a, like a, a clear niche. He's just kind of in this season more. Yeah, hmm. I mean he is the guy who they bring in when they need to like have someone with a job basically, which is something that yeah. The Simpsons did and Family Guy did. And, like, it's not an unknown trope, but it's like, yeah, they, those characters don't usually get too, too much development. I <laughs> I will say the whole Italians are, like, the black people of Moralton is a funny angle that I... Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the whole figure... Yes. Thing, <laughs> it's... 
it, I don't know. There, there's, there are a couple things in the season where it's like, I could not see anyone getting away with that. Like now, but even like kind of then, like, it's kind of amazing that like that and the, the, Oh God, what's the uh, Jews for Jesus family called? What's oh, the name? Jews for Jesus. Oh my like God. The, what, what is it? Like the, like the, like the Christines or something. It's such a great, <laughs> it's a, the Jews for Jesus family, they don't, they just kind of exist as like a yeah. joke in the background, basically. But no, they, it's I, fine. they're so fucking funny. It's so, we, he, he's coming over for Christmas. <laughs> it's, it's just such a, I don't know, it, it's just such a, like a really funny concept that they just like push to the full extreme. And they have like little implications yeah. that they just might be faking it all to survive, but. Right. <laughs> Like well, just... yeah, because because we see what happens to to choose the come to morals in this yeah. season, and it's not great. Yeah, um, no, they they just um <laughs> the way that they're like might just be trying to blend in and not get killed in the town is. Oh is no, really... I'm so I'm sorry, I couldn't have anything. It's a Friday in Lent, and also my allergies are so bad. <laughs> no, it's um, God, it's it's such a funny little thing. I. I will say, like, I will stick up for the season, you know, it, it, since it's not, it's not no in full, it's like, about trauma mode. But it is, like, well, no, well, the term I'm going to stick it up for is that, like, it is often still really funny, too. Yeah. Like, there are, uh, yeah. there's a lot of great, like, little side gags. Like, look at the label of any bottle, and it's usually pretty funny. Yeah. Like, there's the, the... point where, where Shapey or non-Shapey is reaching for a bottle, and it just says, Circus of Poison on it. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I mean, and I, I think I've, like, mentioned it in passing when we started the episode, but, like, there are at least, like, a couple times an episode, there is one line that, like, they just goes without, like, uh, mention and just, like, kills me. Like, uh, even in the first episode where it's, like, Clay's, like... It's Reverend Putty's job to teach us righteous from wrongness, and they just like sail. But it's just it is such it is such a clever little show that like they ha they throw out perfect gems of lines and then just like do not give it any time. Like they just kind of accept that like yeah, if you go back and like revisit that line, you're like that's funnier than most other shows like have in an entire episode, and they just they just yeah. kind of throw like it is an inst it is a very very funny show. It's just like. No, I and I don't think the argument has ever been that it is not still hilarious. It's just like mm. the ways in which like it is trying to be more than that. That I don't think Andy or I are as uh, uh, th think they did as cleanly as you did, which is not. Mm. I mean, that's not like a terrible issue for a show to have. It's like, but no, I mean, yeah, it is insane. Or um, the one where they're in Sinville or whatever, or what Sin City or. Yeah. <laughs> They're asking like the guy uh if like they if he wants to be saved and he's like, Oh no, that's okay. I'm and he pulls out like a cross, he's like, a Catholic, and there's like thunder and like it's like he's <laughs> in the horror movie. <laughs> you know who who like gets a lot of like good you, oh you're just a piece of shit jokes this season? Who? Uh the doctor, Mr. Potter Wheel. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, he's just constantly just doing fucked up shit this season. I don't. I I'm not super high on Potter's Wheel. I honestly think that like they don't have a super good grasp on his character, like whether he actually is a good doctor or whether he's like like a yeah. Like I I think that they're kind of wishy washy on who he is because he does not show up often. But like he does have his moments this season for sure. Yeah. Mm. I uh, what did we all think of how the uh, the gym coach was handled this season? 
better oh boy. better than the first season. I'm still not a huge fan, but like it is a definite improvement. I like yeah. that him and Satanists are just losers. Just yeah, the, the, sa- the, losers. the stuff with the Satanists is so great where he yeah. goes to the Satanic cult and they're all just like fat losers having they're just, ugly yeah. sex. They're just nerds like eating at a buffet, which is like kind of what the state of Satanism is like yeah, nowadays I, it was more at than, the time. Yeah. I, I think like a, a much lesser show that was parodying Christianity would probably have made them like cool or whatever, but right. the the no, way they not. used is so just so perfectly attuned just, to just the way that yeah. Satanists are just the most repulsive people alive. They're just like just they're just like bohemian dorks. Yeah. yeah. They're like yeah. They're they're just like dorks who like don't like Christianity because they think it's too mean. Yeah. Yeah. They, they don't like being told that you can't live your life in the most disgusting hedonistic way possible. Yeah. Which like and and the thing that but the thing that like makes them nerds is like real Christians realize that like those two things are not mutually exclusive. Like mm. like but they they're like they look at the it's very much a religion for people who like you know, are like, well, the Bible says that you can't mix two, uh, you can't mix two linens together in the same outfit. Like, what's, what's up with that? Instead of being like, well, no, you can. Like, that Christianity isn't about what the Bible says. It's about, like, what you, like, as a, as a community, like, agree is the consensus for behavior. And, like, a lot of the time that is just whatever disgusting thing I want to do. (laughs) The, um, God, no, I, I do like the same, I do, he hasn't. He has improved this season. They, I, I think the the first season they definitely is just like ah, he's like you know he's gay. That was the he's right. gay and vaguely evil. And there's a great moment in the clip show episode, which I'm not a huge fan of, but the um like the the movie episode. Right. And but there's a moment where he like Oral's doing something, and Oral like gets like genuinely upset, and you can see him like kind of concerned for oral and that that makes more sense later on but you can just see like a little moment where he's just looking and he's starting to realize a little bit like what's going on with clay and oral yeah i I like the bit in the um the episode that was focused on him earlier in the season where like he actually shows up to church like wearing like a basically like a 70s gay guy suit like you know the big collar and like the kind of open <laughs> yeah chest i and, noticed that and too. and he's like he's like legitimately like trying to be a part of the community and they're like oh this fag and it's like come on guys like yeah it's kind of clear like why he turns to satanism if this is how you like treat him when he just like shows up anywhere outside of the like the boys locker room or whatever like yeah yeah so i yeah he's still like one of on the weaker side as far as characters in the show goes but it's like he is definitely like most things in this show have improved like dramatically from the first season. Yeah, you know who I think kind of a uh, kind of sucks. Who? Who? You? Librarian still? Yeah. 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 She's still bad. The yeah. she's she's just the egg the, joke is the like the scene a where she's eating the once. egg like made me puke almost. Yeah, it's so like disgusting. I actually felt myself like like bile in my mouth during that. Yeah. Ugh, where like it sticks on her cheeks. Ugh. Yeah, it's the, so the, disgusting. The, the joke I like her having just like a vat of like pickled eggs that she just carries around, but like I, I don't, I don't like they beat the shit out of that joke so much. Yeah, and her episode like this show is normally very good out of staying out of you know buyer logic, new atheism shit, but like the way that they, the way her episode is structured, it's just this like dull morality play about like ah the right. the censorers have their own vices too, and it, it's just so. 
this whole season still has like its moments of you know uh but christians like epic, are epic are atheism yeah. yeah yeah and sure. um the, she is definitely like the worst aspect of that i think yeah i i also think that uh and honestly the joke isn't terrible but i think the the episode with like the uh special needs class is kind of veers towards that epic atheism angle too where it's like yeah oh what if what if people got punished not for believing in god like the like the you know the the chris tard say but like if for believing in science wouldn't that be ass backwards and it's like <laughs> yeah you need to read animal on, farm 1984 <laughs> it's it's yeah. uh i i, I still that episode still is like a net good for me just because it has the shot of the one kid with the helmet on just diving in and just taking a barrage <laughs> of rocks. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not a bad episode. I, it's just, it, it is like, there are multiple examples in this season of like the Seth MacFarlane atheism rearing its head in a way that like, which yeah. is oh, still yeah. not uncool to like do that shit in public. But again, this was still 2007, so it's yeah. a little more excusable. No, yeah. yeah, and I'm just saying, yeah, in retrospect, it is like, cringe to watch some of this stuff. Yeah. yeah. We're about halfway through. Do we have any other characters to touch upon? Upon? Not Shut up. <laughs> um, I think I say touch to... upon like every single episode. What's this is the, the first time I've ever noticed it. Uh, I will say, we, I, like, we brought it up a little bit. The postabules, I don't know if they do anything with that. I really love the idea of, like, there being a girl Oral who is just, like, as nice as Oral and they, like, get along and they are in love with each other. I think that's so sweet mm. and it is, like, a, a, a scene for one of the saddest moments in the show to me. But it's, like, I don't know. If they do stuff with them in the future, I would love to, like, I would love to see them back because I liked that little interaction they had. Oh, I, um, I love, uh... The stuff with Principal Fakey having, like, an affair with the nurse. It's kind of hit or miss, but, like, I love the way that episode ends where Oral just has this crisis of conscience because he ruined this guy's marriage. And then the, the priest just tell him, just repress it. And then the, he's yeah. just like, okay. And then he just, the, like, kicked, he does, like, a, a kick, and then the episode yeah. ends. The repressional is such a fucking funny concept. It is, like, if yeah. nothing else, if this show did nothing else, the repressional would still get it, like, it, net it at least, like... A six out of ten. Just the idea of like, like Catholics, but instead of feeling guilty, you just don't think about it. Yeah, <laughs> it's so great. Uh, all right, do we want to hop over to the second half? Give me three. Give me three. It's not my faults. And five. I blame my dad's, and you're golden. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it's so good. Uh, yeah, we're good to. I think we're good to go into the yeah. second half. I hate you, Jesus, you rotten little thing. Your sermon never pleases and your parables all stink. Your eyes are beating noses, weird a goofy basket case. I'd like to take your stupid beard and rip it off your face. Prancing gaily on the water, a long-haired scrawny clod. You may be someone's daughter, but you sure ain't the son of God. With your boring miracles You smell like a hundred cheeses Have been jumped right up my nose And we're back, folks. Uh, we're talking about a couple episodes this season. We'll save the big one for last, since it's the last episode of the season. But we'll start with uh, season two, episode two, Love. This one finds Oral getting a stray dog that has strangely Christ-like attributes. And... Once Oral realizes that he uh, loves the dog too much, he basically has to have it uh, put down, basically. Yeah. 
this thing about this where I think that the whole, like, oral makes a choice between what is godly and what is right. Like, I think they do that better later in the season. I will say that I think it's super clever, and I honestly did not see it coming, which maybe says more about me than the show. Like, how how queerly they map, like, the dog's journey to, like, the, the story of Jesus only to undercut it at the end. Like, mm. like, like, when it's like, you know, he gives himself up for, to absolve people's sins and everything, like, and, you know, like, when they go really into it, like, he picks up the stick and everything, it's like, okay, like, I see what they're going there, but, like, leading up to that moment, it caught me by surprise, um, and I will say that I, mm. I was impressed by, like, how they kind of hit it up until they made it very obvious, which I don't know if that was your guys' experience, that was, that was just I, how, I had seen it yeah. before, and I think both times I caught the Jesus stuff, but it it's one of the more clever ways they, uh, integrate like a critique of faith into yeah, the show and, and like the first episode i wasn't super hot on this was like okay this was the point where i realized yeah this is definitely better than season one still yeah. even if it like i kind of wish this were the the pilot instead of or the opener instead of god's image yeah uh, i understand why it isn't but like i feel like this really does like set up what the the season's going for yeah yeah no, i agree I I think if the, if they were like in a position where they could go full on like the actual like trauma exploration angle of it, I think switching those two episodes would have been a better programming choice yeah. for sure. Um, I don't know. It, what else do we? I'm trying to think if there's anything else to say about this episode besides like it is the first time where it's like there's actually like kind of a, a twinge of like I don't know what's going on with reg or I don't know if like this is the best thing to be doing in Oral's mind. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's this first like genuine crisis of conscience, I think, in the show. Right. Aside from maybe like stuff in the Christmas episode the season. Yeah. Before. Which is which is why I, I definitely want to talk about it because it, it's 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 a very good like. Oh shit! Oh, like this this kid actually just had something terrible happen to him, which is a like running theme as as the show keeps moving of more and more bad things happening to Oral. Right. I think it is like good for what it uh I I guess exposes the rest of the season open to be able to do, but I I think in terms of the actual episode they do it better at other points. But sorry, that's that's just repeating what we've been saying. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh. I guess the next one we're going to talk about is uh, Elemental Oral. It's yeah. time for uh, Spencer to do his favorite thing, uh, complain about poly people. Ooh, go for it. Yeah, they, the they um, Elemental Oral, this one, Ty wanted to talk about it since there's like sort of an interesting switcheroo that happens in it where yeah. the first half is like, you know, it's a Sherlock Holmes type parody where Oral solves or like encyclopedia mysteries. Encyclopedia Brown. Yeah. He is consistently wrong the entire time because he's following like you know, this idea that everyone's as morally righteous as him instead of, you know, people just being kind of bad. When there's like an obvious culprit of who stole church money in front of his face, he um, he just blames this girl instead because she was like not in church that day. And then what happens is, is that he starts to realize that his uh, mom is at someone else's house. And uh, he he gets to see how his family acts from the outside and it sort of freaks him out a bit. And then his dad realizes that Oral saw this and he teaches Oral about swinging and, you yeah. know, being poly or whatever. And that's all good. But this 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 does have a good moment where Oral really starts to recognize, oh, the, my family is bad. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I will say that 
out even outside of like that part, which is I think the more interesting to dig into. Something that this show is great in, and I think this episode especially is great in, is like uh like like coming up with convoluted chains of logics that like torture themselves into like you know incomprehensible shapes to to give its characters ways to justify doing everything that they want to do. Um, which is like mm. a, a very, and especially I think had already kind of started in the 2000s for sure, but like, and really ever since like the evangelical movement got big, but like especially now is like a very, a, a very accurate way of portraying like how Christian culture and like especially Protestant culture exists in this country is like, w you know, finding out like the most fucking like, you know, at, like Looney Tunes logic to be like, no, actually what I'm doing is good and like I should keep doing it because God wants me to. And it's something that like they do almost every episode and I think I don't think they they really ever miss in terms of like mm. making that like like showing how exactly that works in the characters' heads. I just realized that we probably have to do the Lord's Prayer next. You think? Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine doing that too. It'd be fun it'd be so funny if we backed our way into a lightning round. We're just, we're doing, like, all the important ones, basically. Yeah. The Lord's Prayer is the one where, um... Well, uh, do, is, do we have anything else we want to say about uh, Elemental Oral? Uh, uh no. I, th I think it's super just a much. I mean, you episode. guys, you, you definitely covered it. Um, yeah, the, the only other thing I want to add is that I, I do think, like, it is partially a joke, but I do think also it is interesting the way that they, like, uh, visualize, like, these people sublimating their sexuality into, like, both domestic tasks and kind of, like upholding like a social status quo in a way that like yeah obviously like the joke is what if it was swinging but instead of like having sex they were like doing you know household chores but like also like that is something i could easily see somebody who is not comfortable expressing themselves sexually but still has like sexual desires like actually going to and it's like it, it is interesting to mm. see like that that is something that could exist for like the real clays and blabertas of the world and like and the way that they grab one of Blaberta's best showcases this yeah. episode, just like how psychotic she is. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's it, this is a very good episode because it, it you know, I, I would say like the overarching theme of moral oral is how like people just handle and deal with repression and like of yeah, all like the bad sure. things in their life. Yes. Then we're going to talk about the Lord's Prayer. This is one of the highlights of the season. It, uh, it has this family, uh, the Possibules, moving in and they um they get along perfectly at first they're like a carbon copy of the other fam of the like puppingtons um yeah, they're and oral image. yeah oral falls in love like they're even like animated like exactly the same like and, it is um, yeah the same bases like it is literally like yeah. christina is just oral's puppet with a wig yeah or like and yeah. oral and christina sort of become smitten and uh you know the family gets along great until they realize they say the lord's prayer differently and there's a big row, and Oral and Christina initially try to make it work. Oral will start saying the other Lord's Prayer, but he feels <laughs> guilt about it, and Reverend Putty tells him, you'll go to, like, Reverend Putty, who usually is just, like, he's telling people who cheat on their wives, just repress it, it's fine. He tells, he hears this, and he freaks out and says, you're gonna go to hell, basically, if you say the Lord's Prayer like this. And um, then the possibles move away, and in a funny little joke, they switch shapies, they yeah. shape the, for the rest of the season. Shapey is the other family's shapey. Yeah, <laughs> only Oral like, notices. Which and it, it is like a very funny little running joke where it's like every time he try like he has to refer to the other shapey. He's like, uh, my bro, uh, him. 
Yeah. And like, and then he tries to be like, I don't think that's shape. And he's always cut up like at sh- like the sh of shapey. It's it's a great little yeah. like <laughs> like background detail to throw in that also you know shows that the ways in which these parents are like like not fit to be parents because like how how inattentive they are and like how how much they are like they they do not give their lives the attention that even if like they don't deserve because like they are truly unhappy and it like they need to to make sure these kids do not die is like yeah yeah (laughs) but they just switch they just switch the kids and neither family notices um but then the episode ends on this really sad moment where the family moves away and that's it the family moves away oral's sad and that's how the episode ends yeah oral lost something good in his life because of like the dogma that the people around him teach and like that is that that's not as much of a running theme in this season as other things but like when it is and they do it multiple times like whatever we keep harping on this but like it is they they do it perfectly every time like i hate seeing how sad oral is because like as he realizes oh i had something that i loved in this world and i was told that i can't have it because of rules that someone made up on the spot you know it's it's awful and it's like i don't know there there's such a tinge to the show of like and I don't know if it's just, like, you know, a happy coincidence or, like, or if they just put in the research or if, like, someone actually had experience about this. But there, there's something about this show that they get so right about abuse that most shows never do. And it's, like, the fact that it's just, it's just kind of, like, a dull pain, like, throughout the whole thing instead of, like, they don't try to dramatize it, you know? Yeah. Uh, moving uh, forward on the so other episodes, yeah. we have, yeah... We have I, I also want to give uh, not not a full dedication, but a, a quick shout out to Holy Visage. Which one was just that? Because like, that's that's the one with the oh, Jewish doctor, right? Uh, just because it's I, I like it because it's kind of like like a Twilight Zone episode, but from like third person. <laughs> yeah. Of like the outsider coming into this weird fucked up town, and like everyone is a psychotic weirdo. Yeah, it, it's something that I'm surprised they don't do more often. Is like throwing somebody who is not from Moralton into Moralton and like seeing how they actually react to the culture of that town, which they kind of, they kind of do with Stephanie, but she's even like resigned to it more than like, like actually experiencing it. But no, it's something that like they do very well in this episode. And I, even within Moralton, it is kind of like, you have to suspend your disbelief to think like, Oh no, they would let this guy die because he got hit in the side with a bobblehead, you know? (laughs) But it's hmm. yeah it is i would like it, it would be cool to to see how other people interact with like moralton who are not part of the the existing community um whatever uh we're gonna talk about geniuses this episode it's it's the same problem as the zombie episode in the first season and that it, it it's too out there for a show this grounded really that it, it, it's such a such a lame setup. It's not. It's certainly not as bad as the zombie episode from the first season, but it's not particularly great. Uh, yeah. Either the uh yeah it's um the scouts are out in the forest and then they like find they moral finds the missing link, and the town teaches the missing link how to be like a member of Moralton. Yeah. How to and be he starts like a running Christian. like. A cons- and he basically turns into Rush Limbaugh. He becomes like a right-wing talk show host. By the way, R.I.P., it's such a tragic loss. Uh, yeah. What will we do without him? 
and uh, some scientist comes in to debate him and is like, you're the missing link. And he goes ape and the town refreezes him and <laughs> goes um, ape. Yeah. yeah. And he refreezes him. And then they have like a little joke at the end, like a million years later, the missing link is re unfrozen by uh, another boy named Zoral. Yeah. Which, by the way, the ending of this episode is one of the most epic atheism things they do, which is like, oh, yeah. get it in the future this will be the entire, you know, all of America will be moral tenants. Like, all right. Like, I kind of see where you're coming from, like thinking like, oh, this is going to be bigger than this up. But it's like, yeah, like looking at it from now in 2021, where it's like all of that Christian shit has been totally encompassed by like just political misanthropy. It's like, it's, yeah. it, 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 it's tough to sympathize with that viewpoint. Like now, you know, I, I want to say that the, uh, the person who wrote, geniuses his name is matthew horowitz and he this is the only episode this season he wrote ah that that makes sense it does make sense i i would also like to um you know you talking about how this is like weird and different and like very much a a relic of 2005 uh got me think reminded me of something i was thinking about earlier uh today which is like what okay so moral war premiered in like 2005 and it was like obviously like uh like or 2006 and it was like Uh, like a Bush era thing about like how weird evangelicals are. What would is I guess the the 2016 like equivalent of God, moral oral? Imagine the moral oral about QAnon. That would be mm. such a fucking train wreck. Yeah, I I don't Ugh. know if we I I don't think you could because the closest you could do would be like a MAGA moral oral, which is such like treaded ground already. Yeah, that and and the yeah the, that and the culture is already like shifting right. very fast. Like so, it's you know it's wouldn't work whereas like this evangelical shit has been like around like this specific variant of this evangelical shit has been around since like the Mm. 60s and 70s so but i mean even so like i think that like these specific i i guess i want to say the viewpoint of culture over politics i think was like a very brief window from like maybe the early 90s to like 2012 or whatever, maybe 2013, where it's like, like, I, I think that it is a rare part of American history where it's like, we, we had the relative, like, like the, the status quo not shifting in such a way, which it did kind of with the Iraq war. But I think like the culture kind of was in shock for a bit after that. Yeah. But it's like, I, I, I don't think there is an equatable time in most of American history where it's like, you could make something about like this strictly like cultural grievance into like yeah, yeah. I, I guess is what would the 2016 more middle America show be like and, and the answer is not it would great. be Roseanne um, yeah like, that, that is yeah I, I just wanted to say that there I, I read an interview where they or not an interview but they a like a retrospective assessment of moral oral where. I think the actress who plays Oral says that she'd love the show to come back, and they asked Dino about it, and he said, "No, I don't. I don't think. I, I don't think the show would work in 2020 or whatever." And I think that's right. I, I think yeah. that the show is like fine as it is. Yeah, and um, I, I, I think Dino's a smart. I think Dino's a smart enough to, guy to like not beat a dead horse. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're gonna go to nature part one and two now. Oh boy, uh, this is <laughs> this is a. Uh, oh yeah. Like the ending of last season, this was uh, Dino basically testing the waters to see if he could, right. what he could get away with. And the whole episode involves Oral and Clay going on a hunting trip and Clay's alcoholism going completely out of control there. He like shoots a dog 
he, yeah, he yells at his son. He freaks out and about halfway through, Oral accidentally shoots, um, and it's a cliffhanger, but then the cliffhanger resolves that he, uh, he just shot, shot a couple of whiskey. plays. Um, yeah. Yeah. But or the second episode scotch. gets even more brutal when, um, <laughs> Clay, uh, picks up a gun and shoots Oral in the leg. And there's one of the most repulsive moments of his character is when Oral gets shot, he comes over and he seems concerned at first. And then he just says, Oral, you shouldn't have done that. You need to be more careful. Yeah. Honestly, you uh, know what? You know what line hit me more than maybe anything else in this show? What? Was when, and I'm sure they meant to do, was when Oral said, I hate you. And he just like casually goes, hate away, sister, hate away. Like it's, it's so, he's just so dismissive of, morals or oral's humanity in such a way where it's like i mean he's just it, it's more monstrous than actually shooting him i think is like seeing his son in pain and not feeling anything it, it's so yeah he, i don't know he, it's so he, the it's way so he, inhuman it's so disgusting yeah the way he drinks the rubbing alcohol too like you know he has oh, the God. little first aid yeah. kit and just chugs it and Oh God! And that Oral that almost felt has to... well. That almost felt like them going like cartoonishly evil about it, which like they, I think they they veered into a, a bit, bit in this yeah. episode. Not in a way that like I think ruined it or anything, but just the, the I don't know. It's the casual evil, like the casual monstrousness that Clay gets into that hits me more than anything. You know? Yeah. I if I had to defend it, I think they had to like I like how Nature Part One starts off a little cartoonish, just so like yeah things can escalate downward more effectively right um and i think that they had to have some moments of cartoony evil on his part and they they do it like infrequently enough they have to do it just because the show has been cartoony throughout its whole run and they have to like sort of make a point to emphasize like underline stuff in less than subtle ways like the rubbing alcohol yeah i i see your point my two like criticisms against that is like one, I think they're, it's a difference to say, like, they had to be cartoony and they had to break up the pacing with cartoony stuff. Like, because mm. I, I, I think that, I, I think that had they seeded it, like, timing-wise a bit better, it this could have been more affecting than it was, which it was still affecting. But, like, I think, like, it, I, this is just basically saying, like, how they could have perfected it, which is, like... I couldn't do anything mm. like this. Like I, I commend them for pulling this off, but like there are things where like they could have improved it, like in hindsight, you know, with 15 years of, uh, you know, yeah. you know, experience, like looking back at it of the culture. And, and also I do think that like saying that it has to be cartoony because the rest of the show is cartoony is like kind of saying that it can't be a break f- from like the actual, like, uh, uh, structure of the show earlier, which is, I, I, think, I don't think well, the kind of, kind of what, what gives its, I, I disagree okay. with that. I, I mean, I just want to say that, like, I, I think that the break with, like, the kind of cartoonier aspects are what brings the most powerful moments of this thing. And saying that, like, mm. well, it has to be cartoony to fit with the rest of the show is kind of, like, the, the opposite of what would actually give it the power to affect an audience like that. I, I don't think that... I, I think that's that's why they did this as, like, a two-parter. Because, like, again, you, you have part one and then you let part two. You don't need to interrupt it in the first half. You can... And, it, and it, you know, you also want to do kind of a smooth transition. I think, like, if this was a more jarring episode, I think it would have been a little... It yeah, I think hard. that, um... I, I, I'm not saying that, like, it can't... I Like, I love when the show breaks. I just said that there needs to be these, like, cartoony moments in it in order for the really dull, painful stuff to hit harder. That is what I'm saying. Like, I, I think yeah. that 
it, it's slowly sliding into more realistic territory, especially here. And I think it needs like these sort of, it sort of needs to throw like the cartoon audience a bone here and there just to make the other stuff really click into place, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess it's just a disagreement over like the timing of it. I'm I'm not going to turn this into a thing, but Yeah. The the part of this episode that sticks with me though is um the way that once his dad passes out, Oral just kind of has to sit there for like 13 hours or right. longer than that. Like just 19 hours just sitting there in pain. And uh when his dad wakes up, Oral had to like kill a bear over the night, which that might be the place where I say it might be like a little too far into the cartoon land yeah. but the way it's handled after that where uh clay says make me proud you know did you shoot this bear and then oral just says no i did yeah i love that little moment that, i mean that part is that part's fantastic the the idea of like yeah he's not taking like he, he he is recognizing that the blame for this whole thing is on his father like he is doing what he has to to survive and like 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 him very subtly like coming to terms with that I think is a great moment. It's it's just one of those things where it's like whatever. You I think I've made my point known that like I I think that there are the parts supporting that are not as strong as they could be. But like yeah, the the strongest parts of this episode are like some of the best stuff I have ever watched on like television like a, a weekly television program. So then the the ending of this episode is my favorite part. The the conversation between yeah. Oral and his mom. And just, like, that, that like, quiet ending and also just, like, Oral's mom just being a, a piece of shit to her son and, like, not willing to own up to her mistakes. It's it's really good. It's a really good last yeah. note to end the season. Yeah, and it's dedicated to John Cassavetes, and they earned that since John Cassavetes <laughs> was the best. But I, I don't know. I really... I. Uh, maybe you two aren't as hot on them. I really love these last two episodes. I I like them. I like them a lot. I'm just no, I love yeah. I'm trying to be a pragmatist about this. Yeah, but uh, I I don't know. I think this whole season is pretty great. You know, it obviously has its weaker moments, but like that's true of basically every other season we've talked about um, on the show too. And right. I I don't know. I really love this season overall. I I think you guys. For as much as I've hyped it up, most of my hype is based around like the best moments of the show, which are truly right. transcendent. I am not. I am well aware that the season is very flawed in certain points. Like I, I again, yeah. we really yeah. like it. You know, you need to stop downplaying how much we liked it, please. And I, yeah, and yeah. I wouldn't even say it's very flawed. I think it was messy at points, but like I don't think there's anything that made me stop and be like, oh, that was like a bad choice on their part. They were just like, uh, I could, I could see a better. Yeah, this choice. is a great season yeah. of TV. Mm. Yeah, no, but yeah, no, it's great. I'm glad we got to talk about this. This is a this is a really great season of TV, and I, I I'm excited to talk about the third season. But we'll we'll wait a little while before we do that, since sure. that one's gonna be a tough one. All right, folks. Uh, thank you for once again going with us on this little detour. We'll be back in McFarland Land next week, hopefully with a special guest. Fingers crossed. Yeah. And and also American Dad because oh boy wouldn't it be a contrast going right in from more yeah no we we need show. breaks in between our Cleveland show episodes yeah and, um, I, and I'm looking forward to going back to American yeah, Dad yeah for sure know? I would love All to right, see when it finally it. starts being bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah I love it when good things die too Andy I love it when good <laughs> things die I don't right. know maybe maybe it just just like gets con- in, I don't know, okay we will it. catch you on the flip side bye everyone all right see ya bye. That's all.